Back to another episode of News of the Week, our newest segment here on Independent Thoughts. My name is Desmond Price. Thank you for listening to this week's little bonus episode. Uh, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge a story that I'm not covering today. Uh, so, as a lot of you know, there is a shortage of baby formula in America right now due to a, a factor of different reasons. I will have a link to an article in the description of this episode for those of you who are interested in learning more about that. Maybe you heard about it, but weren't sure as to all the reasons why this is happening. There'll be a link in the episode description. Click into the episode description to get that link now. But we are going to be talking about something a little bit different for this first part of News of the Week. We are going to have a domestic story and an international story. The international story will come after the break in this episode, domestic story first. So let's jump right into it. The tagline that came across that I could not ignore was that Shell, popular gasoline company, uh, posted a record profit of $9.13 billion over the first three months of 2022. Now, I'm sure that about 90% or more people understand what I mean when I say the word profit, but let me just reiterate it just just in case there's any confusion out there. That's not how much money that they made in the months of January, February, and March. That's how much money they had left over after they paid all of their bills, paid all of their employees. So that's how much money they took home over the course of not the entire year, but just three months. So right now, what you are seeing, I'm going to go into some more details here in a second, but this is one example of right now where where everyone's asking themselves questions like, why are gas prices so high? Now, typically you would think for yourself that if a company places a price on something, they're going to have obviously charge enough to make a profit, but the only reason that they would jack up their prices is because of a supply, you know, like a constrained like amount of their product. So in this case, people were blaming the war in Ukraine and then people saying that they were going to stop doing business in Russia and stop buying Russian oil and gas. And so there was this thought, this belief that because of that war, that's the reason that gas prices were going up. But it seems very evidently that not only is that not the reason that gas prices are as high as they are, it's not even close. Not if there's this level of profit happening right now, it doesn't make any sense. This is triple the amount of money that Shell made in the first quarter of the year of 2021. In fact, it beat its own record previously held in the year of 2008 for the most profitable quarter in the company's entire history. Now, Shell was not alone. ExxonMobil also made $8.8 billion in the first quarter of 2021. 
Chevron made 6.5 billion and BP made 6.2 billion in profit. In fact, going even deeper, the financial records are now showing that 28 of the largest producers in the world made almost a combined $100 billion in profit in the first quarter of 2022. So the next time, we, we've all been seeing this right now, right? And obviously, for those of you who listened to my episode earlier in the week, you know, should you vote blue in 2022? I don't want to leave any doubt on the table here how I feel about Joe Biden, his administration, so on and so forth. I'm not a fan. But at the same time, it's important to be consistent in critiquing. And it's important to be honest when you're evaluating a situation and what's going on right now. I've seen other people who sit in similar chairs as me who have other political podcasts or have political YouTube shows, just find ways to misrepresent what's going on in the world. And it's very concerning to me. So I'm trying my best here to keep my biases at bay and just calling it as I see it here. People are trying to put this at the feet squarely of Joe Biden. Now, as I just got done saying, I'm no Biden defender. However, that's kind of an idiotic take. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's, it's pretty dumb to put this solely at the feet of the president. Now, I'm sure that Biden could be doing more to talk about this. He could be talking about the, the obvious price gouging that's going on here. He could be using some kind of presidential power to rein in these companies on some level. But to say that the inflation at the pump is somehow due to the Biden administration, it just doesn't really add up. The Biden administration isn't causing these oil and gas companies to gouge us at the pumps. They're just not. They're making record amounts of profit right now, record amounts of profit. So where are the politicians right now? Like, why aren't they speaking out about this? I read it just earlier in the, in the, Earlier in today, I read an article in The Guardian talking about this issue. And here's a, a little like excerpt from that article that I want you all to hear really quickly here. The chief executive of Shell said that the company's performance has been helped by the macro and the macro has been impacted by the war in Ukraine. Added that this situation means that, you know, we do have a better company. We do have a better performance. And yes, indeed, our shareholders will benefit from this as well. At the same time, BP's chief financial officer said this back in February, quote, certainly it's possible that we're getting more cash than we know what to do with, unquote. Climate campaigners have said that, you know, these profits are obscene and argue that the provision of fossil fuels would not be so lavishly rewarding if governments had acted properly to confront the escalating climate crisis. So Lori Lodes, the executive director of Climate Power, which is an advocacy group, said that the greed of these companies is staggering. We've heard their executives bragging about how much the agony of inflation and the tragedy of the war in Ukraine has allowed them to raise prices. These profits are going right into their pockets. Now, while the oil companies, you know, contend that they do not themselves set the global price of oil, which I'll also add has gone down. So they're actually raising up gas prices, even though the price of oil has gone down. 
The surge in profits is jarring given that scientists warning that the world should be rapidly phasing down its use of fossil fuels and it's to avoid unleashing catastrophic heat waves, droughts, sea level rises, other worsening consequences of the climate emergency. Look, the climate change issue, the climate change angle of this, you know, story, you know, is something that we've talked about multiple times. I will talk about it again. So I'm going to leave that part on the table for right now. What I'm trying to drive home here is that most people need to use a car to get to work. Prior to the pandemic, 85% of Americans had to drive to work. Now, obviously, some of that has changed due to COVID. Some people found a way to work from home. But those jobs are not, they're not everyone's jobs. And a lot of those people are actually also now being asked to come back to work. So it's hard to have an exact figure on where we're currently at. But it's safe to say that more than half the people in this country drive to work. It's probably way more than half. Now, this is, as you would call it, a regressive tax in the sense that most people have to drive in order to even get to their job. So it essentially, it's, it's a fee that we all have to pay in society. And it affects people who are the most poor among us the most because the rate of gas is, is the same for everyone, no matter how much money you make. But it affects people who are poor more than it affects anyone else. So this is an issue that has to be addressed, honestly, imminently. Like just, it, it needs to be addressed now. I, I keep saying this and I'll probably say it again. I'm going to close on this, you know, before we go to break. Politicians right now are lining up, asking for donations and your vote. I'm here in the state of Montana. We have a brand new district that I'm now a part of, Montana's first district. I'm seeing representative, well, I'm seeing candidates line up, you know, asking for people to, you know, donate to them at the last minute or, you know, throw out an endorsement of them on social media. I would love for one of them to stand up and talk about what's happening with these oil companies and then tell me what they're going to do about it when they get to Congress, if they get to Congress. It's, it's unbelievable that this is happening right in front of our eyes and nothing's really being done about it. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the country of Sri Lanka. There is more to be said about what is happening around the world. And I hope that you'll join me after this quick break. Stay tuned. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order.
Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with me through this episode of News of the Week. So before I get into the news about Sri Lanka, I want to also reference again another story that I am not covering today. But there will, just like with the baby formula, there will be a subsequent link in the episode description, which I highly recommend for those who are interested. For those of you who have been hearing the news recently about the journalist who was shot uh, over in Palestine uh, just within the last couple of days. Uh, her name was Shireen Abu Akla. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. She was shot in the head a couple of days prior to which, you know, the, uh, the outlets Al Jazeera has put out like a, a really just, a, they have a very blatant attack that they feel was, was necessary to say. And that's the article that I have in the episode description. I recommend checking out their take on this. I'll, I will actually, instead of trying to parse their words, I'll just let you read them for yourself. But it's an absolutely like tragic thing to see a member of the press gunned down in, in this fashion. Um, seems like Israel's initial response was that they basically have no idea how it happened, while plenty of eyewitnesses have said to the fact that it did indeed come from a member of the Israeli military, or police force. I, I'm a little confused on to which. Either way, um, just absolutely horrific scene to see that. And also, more images that came out today, I believe, or yesterday rather, about the funeral procession being attacked by the IDF. And the New York Times put out an article just yesterday as to Israel's response saying about why the IDF attacked this funeral procession and to which they almost had to drop the casket because they were being beaten with these batons to which uh, Israel said that, you know, it was a necessary retaliation because uh, people in the crowd were throwing rocks at them. Rocks. Yeah. So Check out that article, and uh, I'm sure we will come back to that at another time. Sri Lanka, a country that you may or may not know where it is exactly. I'm kind of getting a little, little big on being a geography nerd, so I happen to be able to tell you that it is southeast of the country of India, 
right in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's a country that you probably don't think a whole lot about, but it is a country that has over 20 million people in it, and they are in crisis right now. One of the things I promised myself that I would do kind of towards the end of last season when I was talking about the crisis in Ukraine was to be try to be on the lookout for more of those types of stories that aren't being platformed. I want to give a shout out to the 805 Uncensored podcast for originally, you know, putting this story in front of me because I hadn't heard about it until they referenced it. But right now, the country is essentially being absolutely devastated by its worst economic crisis since 1948. Their new prime minister described their economy as completely broken, but, you know, says, be patient, I will bring things back. You know, also, the prime minister is calling on international community, asking for any type of help going on that, that, they, that can come to them. Quote, say, we need your assistance for a year. Whatever we get from you, we will repay. Help us to do it. We are the longest and oldest democracy in Asia, he said. To basically encapsulate what's happening right now, Sri Lanka's economy is in complete like, freefall. So food, medicine, fuel, they've all run out or become unaffordable for people in this country. Some people have actually died waiting for gas at a gas station just to fill up their tanks. They've died. That's inconceivable to me. Like this country, you know, like there are people who are, they don't have access to kerosene to heat their homes. They don't have gas for their cars. They don't have diesel. They don't have things to, they don't have like any cooking gas. They don't have access to even like wood fire stoves. So the people are struggling to, you know, to stay warm. They're struggling to feed themselves. They're struggling to get any transportation. You know, this is a country also that is heavily reliant on imports and they've been like burning through their, for, their foreign currency reserves and as of right now, obviously, this country is also dealing with being ravaged by COVID. And another, another piece of this like puzzle here is that this country also relies heavily on tourism, which, again, due to COVID, has been completely shattered over the last few years. So economically, they have been just, just blitzed over the last couple of years. And it, it, it seems as though things are starting to get pretty nasty right about now. Protests are breaking out in Sri Lanka. Homes are actually being burned down. It seems as though the homes belonging to 38 different politicians have, you know, like completely been burned to the ground. The government in this country has responded in a way that I feel as though we're seeing more and more of this all over the world right now. But the government has responded by telling its troops to shoot people on sight if someone is seen defacing government property. Shoot them on sight. As of right now, it seems as though nine people have actually been killed since this past Monday, just within the last week, as well as another 200 people have been injured due to the due to the the confrontations between the protesters and the troops in the country sri lankans you know are now underneath like a national curfew 
that has been imposed by the government. And it, it doesn't really seem as though like there's going to be an end to this at any time soon. In fact, the prime minister of Sri Lanka has said that he believes that all of the issues and crises that they are facing are actually going to get worse before they get better. On top of everything that I just said, they're also dealing with just crazy amounts of electrical shortages. So they're dealing with rolling blackouts and again, not enough food for the country. So when you're talking about people who are not getting any economic benefits from tourism, you're having to deal with not being able to feed yourself, not being able to keep yourself warm, not being able to have any transportation, obviously it's going to lead to people being absolutely at a critical state. I mean, think about what we just talked about just in the first section of this, you know, like news of the week. In the very beginning, we're talking about, you know, baby formula. And I, obviously I didn't go into that, but I referenced it. It's, you know, there's a, a link to that in the episode description, but just like that one thing being on, you know, being kind of rationed to this country has just caused an entire whirlwind. Just imagine that, but just times so much, so many things more. This country of Sri Lanka right now is absolutely on the brink and they need some relief. Now, we just got done this week sending an additional $40 billion, $40 billion to the country of Ukraine. Now, I have talked about Ukraine on this on this podcast already. I am in support of what those people are going through. However, it, it cannot be understated how we seem to have billions of dollars to send to Ukraine. And I mean, there's still issues here at home that we can never seem to have the money for. $40 billion would have ended homelessness in America permanently well not permanently but currently as it currently stands everyone in america could be not homeless anymore for 40 billion dollars and for way less than 40 billion dollars we could probably also substantially impact if not completely made whole the country of sri lanka right now it's just it's unbelievable to me that we seem to find ways to, to send money into certain areas of the world, but we're able to ignore so many other issues, humanitarian issues that really do need our help substantially. So I, I wish I had a, a better answer for this story in and of itself. I actually looked for some, for some donation sites, uh, some kind of organizations where people could make, uh, send money to for Sri Lanka, but I was unable to find one that I, I felt comfortable sharing. So I would just ask that if you were interested in donating some money to Sri Lanka, maybe take some time to look through some different donation sites yourself. Uh, and this is another one of those things where I think it just needs to be talked about more. And again, you know, like ask some of these politicians who are asking for your vote, ask them to talk about Sri Lanka, ask them to platform this, this story the way that Ukraine has been platformed, the way that other stories have been platformed in the past, like Afghanistan, when we were pulling out of it that uh, last September, last or last uh, August, it, it, these types of stories deserve to have more coverage. And so I'll be doing my part as well by sharing this a couple of different times on social media over the next week. But 
I am hoping that the people over there will get some type of relief. Hopefully the countries of the world will get some type of aid sent over to this country. And hopefully that can happen if more people talk about this story as well, because believe it or not, the political class of this country does respond when they see enough of us talking about an issue. So we need to talk about this issue a little bit more. Thank you to everyone who listened to this segment of News of the Week. And we will see you next week with new episodes of Independent Thought. Have a good weekend. (music) 